Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get him in the huddle. Get him in the huddle. Get him in the huddle. A New York Giants podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. I am John Schmelk. Thank you so much for being with us today. You can find the Giants Huddle podcast on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and on all your favorite podcast platforms. Check out all the Giants podcast offerings. Go to Giants.com slash podcasts. We're doing something a little bit different rather than one long interview today. We're going to talk to the three young cornerbacks that are now virtual starters for the New York Giants. DeAndre Baker, who's played most of the year. Sam Beal, who missed his entire rookie year due to injury, a shoulder. Then he had a hamstring injury that kept him out the first half this year. Both he and Baker are now starters. And Corey Ballantyne, who suffered a couple concussions this year, but now is the Giants' starting nickel cornerback. So we'll talk to all three about how their season's progressing and what it's like playing all together out there in the secondary. We'll start with Giants nickel cornerback Corey Ballantyne. And I asked him whether or not at this late stage of the season, he still feels like a rookie. I definitely st- still feel like a rookie. I feel like I'm still learning, um, getting getting familiar with everything on the field. And, you know, I'm glad to be playing the amount of time I'm playing. But, I mean, I feel like there's always something to learn, um, something to take out of my experiences out there. So I definitely feel like a rookie, but I'm starting to get it now. What are some of the things you've learned in your handful of starts in the slot, something that you really didn't do a whole lot of before you got to the Giants? Um... I mean, just just being more, I just I think I have to be more technically sound. Um, I get different kind of routes playing in the slot than I would outside, more um, over the field routes, more short, um, you know, route runners, route runners like other receivers that run um, laterally more than vertically. Sure. So I got to play it differently. There's also more space um, playing in the slot than there is in the in the um, in the corner. So. Um, I've got to, you know, be on top of my P's and Q's, but just being more technically sound and staying on top of everything and then, you know, trying to, you know, figure out what I'm going to get before the play to help me play the play better. You know, you, you talk about the technique and talking to cornerers over the years, they always tell me that playing the nickel is the toughest spot because wide receivers have a two-way go. Exactly. You don't have the sideline there, right? Exactly. So technically, what are some of the things you do have to do differently when you're playing inside as opposed to having the boundary next to you? Um, I think um, one key thing is knowing where your help is. Um, knowing that if, if you have you know help deep inside, then you could play a little bit outside. Or knowing if you have help, have help outside, you can play inside. Or, you know, just playing leverage. And then, you know, also... Um, you know, to take my game to another level, I've been kind of trying to disguise it because I think mm. offenses offenses will look at my leverage and they'll, you know, try to figure out what defense we're playing based off of where I align. So I'll try to, you know, shift it around and, and make them throw the quarterback off and then, you know, hurry up and get to my spot to try to, you know, uh, play the play better. But little things like that, um, like I said, I'm still learning, um, learning from, you know, A.B. and the older players. But, um, you know, i got a long way to go. What are some of the things you're still trying to lock down in terms of getting better in that spot? Um, some of the things I think I'm locking down are the run fits because at corner there's not as many run fits. When mm-hmm. I'm playing in nickel, I'm closer to the core. Um, I have run fits. I've got to set the edge sometimes. Sometimes I've got to be, you know, in the middle of the run fits and the B gaps. So um, just just knowing where all my fits are. Um, and then after that, it's just about flying around, getting to the ball. Do you enjoy playing the run and, and that, that aspect of it? And you get the blitz a little bit more out of the slot, too, yeah, which is fun, right? Yeah, it is fun. Um, I like I like the little switch ups that, you know, I get playing playing the nickel. Um, I like being down there, being physical, being aggressive. Um, and I, I think it's better for me because I'd rather get my hands on, um, whereas corner you're kind of playing more off and it's more of a finesse than it is a physical um, position. So um, I think, you know, playing the nickel, I'm a little more physical than I was at corner. Um, 
setting the edges in the runs, things like that, getting off blocks, uh, playing for screens. So uh, I like it. As a unit, last week, you big guys basically had four virtual rookies starting in the secondary. Sam's a second-year guy, but he didn't play in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. You, Julian, and, of course, DeAndre, mm-hmm. and then Antoine as, as the lone vet back there. What was it like communicating over the course of the game and getting ready for that game, having the four young guys out there together on the field at the same time for so many plays? Um, I think it was fun. I had a lot of fun. I think towards the second half, we really settled in. And um, and really, like you said, the communication was the big part of it. Um, as long as we communicate and we're all on the same page, I think everything will work out um, and and I think we did that we proved that in the second half um, but it was it was fun I mean we're, we're all kind of still learning but you know we've got a B back there um, kind of solidifying everything we're doing so we're making the calls on our own but he's kind of overwatching everything <laughs> making sure we're right and we we were right so um, you know we're still growing and we're, we're getting it down uh, down pack so I was having fun out there finally does it help having all you guys learning a lot of this stuff at the same time and experiencing things for the first time together so you can compare notes, talk about it, and grow as a unit? I think it does. And, and also, um, we kind of learn from, e- from each other because um, one person will have a question and then, and then you know we'll talk about it and then it solves things for the other person. And, um, and, and, and since we're all playing on the field at the same time, I think it, it, it helps as well. Um, just, just talking through things, communicating, and seeing how one person likes to play a certain thing compared to another person and knowing the preferences, who likes to press, who doesn't, things like that. Um, so it definitely helps. And then we meet extra all the time um, just to make sure we've got everything locked, locked down and, and we don't have any breaks in coverage. Corey, great stuff. We appreciate the time. Best right. luck this week. Thank you. Now we'll turn our attention to Sam Beal, who, as I mentioned at the start of the show, missed his entire rookie year with a shoulder injury and had a hamstring injury early this season, which kept him out of the first half of the year. And I started my conversation with Sam asking him what it's like being in his second year, but really in terms of playing time on the field, he's still just a rookie. I find myself at times having those rookie mistakes, rookie mishaps. But then again, when I get out there, I feel dominant. I feel like I've been here before. So I kind of like to play, I kind of, I play both, basically both sides, you know what I mean? Rookie, you know, second year guy with some confidence. You know, kind of play smooth, you know. What were you able to learn in that year and I guess year and a half almost where you weren't able to get on the field because of the shoulder and then this year with the, this year with the other injury? Right. Uh, so just just in the meeting room just itself, you know, having older guys around you, letting them, you know, talk about the, you know, schemes and coverages, especially from, you know, bets, you know, schemes and coverages. You know, you need more, you know, you need repetition, you need reps. But just sitting there and watching guys go through it and make the mistakes, I learned a lot from, from them far as being successful and mistakes, you know, wins and losses as well. But, you know, you got you to gotta pay attention because when those players come up, you're like, wow, I think I probably could have made that play or that play looked kind of tough. So I understand. So, yeah, I learned a lot, you know, as far as, you know, schemes and, you know, you know, different stuff, play calling, yeah. And then how much does it help, too? Last year you had Grant Haley, who was another kind of rookie going through with you. This year you have a lot of young guys in the room, Julian Love, you got mm-hmm. DeAndre Baker, you got Corey Ballantyne, mm-hmm. that all you guys are kind of learning and experiencing yep. things on the field for the first time together. That's How true. does that help? So with that, we, we kind of like, as a whole, are basically forcing each other to learn and get better, and it helps. So because we, when we're out there, we got to communicate. You know, we're young, so a lot of things go wrong, and we need each other to talk. So once we're vocal and everything's like falling in line, I feel like, we, we, we're so much in sync as a group and a whole, you know, having older guys too in, in, the, in the meeting rooms as well. It's helping us out there on the field. So our communication is, is great now because, you know, we're having that time together. 
in what way has it helped now playing together, where it's the four young guys plus mm-hmm. Antoine on the field together with that communication, which is so important not yep. to have blown coverages. How has that improved just in the last couple of weeks playing together on the field? It's as far as coming from, like playing, like starting from the practice, you know what I mean? Uh, we made our mistakes, corrected them. Uh, we made our good plays, and we took it over to the game. As you can see, in Miami game, we came out there flying, heads on fire, communicating, making sure everybody's still confident. And the more, I, I don't know, but for everybody else, but for us, the more we talk, the, the more confident we is, you know what I mean? And it makes you play with more fire. So I know my job for sure. I know I can play this, you know, play this route for sure, and I'm going to play this receiver real good for sure. You talk about the mistakes, and all young defensive backs mm-hmm. make mistakes. It's part of the deal. Yep. But a lot of times guys can't correct those mistakes until they make it themselves. Mm-hmm. But if DeAndre makes a mistake or Corey makes a mistake, you see that. Can you almost learn from that, even though you're not the one that's making the initial error that gets corrected? Yep, we definitely do. And um, either it's on film and during practice or even in the game, we go on the sideline and either Bake or, or Corey does see something and try to like let me know ahead of time, look, he's giving me this leverage and he's giving me the stem and he keeps giving it to me. So maybe he's going to switch up when he gets to your side or he's going to give you the same thing when he gets to your side. And that's always great. Like when I get to the sideline and based on something, I'm like, okay, I didn't get that yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it next. Or he, he might come to me next, or I get a deep route, and Big hasn't got any deep routes yet. I'm like, okay, they love his post because he keeps getting it to me, so he's going to come to you with that. You know what I mean? So yeah. DeAndre talked about not just watching film, but understanding what to look for mm-hmm. when you're watching. You can watch a guy at offense for six hours. If you don't know what to look for, what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. How much have the veteran guys taught you in the pros, how to properly watch film so you're not only learning about the opposing scheme but also the individual wide receivers you might have to play against. Exactly. Um, just in the, in the meeting rooms and having, like, Bake, the, our coach Bake, he kind of, like, gives give us a, a set of number of plays. So when you go watch this play, you need to, to see his leverage, see his split, see the running back split. Cause you never know they might do a little crosser or something. <laughs> so it's really, really in detail and depth, and it's kind of difficult for us, you know, starting to do that now. And since the season started, it's starting to pick up and more and more. But now you see us breaking on routes better and coming down, and making plays because we're starting to realize routes more, starting to realize more schemes and how they lined up. And so yeah, I understand what Big's saying. How much? How important is anticipation and understanding? what the offense is trying to do to you pre-snap yeah. so you can make those types of plays. That's important. That's the difference between PBU and an interception for a DB, and that's real important. So, Or a catcher or a PBU, exactly. right? Same deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and it, I think just as, as a player, how much different is the pros where it does take this many reps to start figuring that stuff out? Um, I say when you when you first get here and then you get that, that – that playbook, and then you get the, all those those stuff, and you're like, okay, you're swimming a little bit, you're right? You're swimming. So once you go and do it, it kind of it kind of falls into place. But it's gonna take time, and and if it, it it might happen easier for you, but sometimes for some people it takes more time and it takes you know mistakes. You know, I like making mistakes honestly, because once I figure out that mistake, I can figure out how to do it ten times better without making a mistake. So. Physically for you, when did you gain confidence back in the shoulder? You know, people don't think cornerbacks upper body, but you, if you're pressing, you need you need that oh, punch. Yeah. You need to have confidence that. in that right hand, find all that stuff. Yep. And then this year with the lower body stuff, you know, just when did you gain back full confidence that you're 100 percent physically what Sam Beal's supposed to be? So, so with the shoulder, once they gave me the the clear of like, okay, you can put hands on guys, you can hit guys. I instantly went to the punch bag. 
that was my first go-to punching bag. Um, finding like heavier balls and throwing them. Just getting my shoulder to the point where I'm pushing and punching because I know I'm gonna need to do that soon. So once I got there, I knew I could throw a nice little right hook or a nice jab. I knew I was good as far as the shoulder. And then with the hamstring, um, I would say I took a lot of time of, of my upper body. And then once I got out there running, I'm a faster guy. Um, we might need more time getting looser and getting stretched. So I, I kind of took it too far. Once I got it, I got kind of excited basically. And kind of went out there and just started going crazy, running. Was that your first hamstring injury that you yeah, had? Yeah, it was my first hamstring injury. Uh, it was major uh, because of the situation. And I kept rushing myself to get back out there because I love ball. Everybody loves playing. I didn't want to sit out. So I basically just rushed it. But once I calmed down, you know, got my advice, took my uh, my little therapy, got my hamstring right. Now I'm good flying is, around is that a good lesson for a young guy to learn in the future that oh. you that that you need to listen to the training staff and just oh, sometimes yes. if you get back and wait a couple couple extra weeks that'll save you from going on that temporary ir right? exactly they take time here so you should take your time too don't rush it take it from me i, I <laughs> wanted to play bad i know you want to pay, play as bad as you think you want to play but when your body's not feeling how you you know it should feel and you're not moving how you want to move slow down you know what i mean it's okay you know let them know like look I want to heal, and then that's, that's what I did. Took my time, let them know. Like, look, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, we know I'm too fast, and I'm, I keep doing the same thing over again. So we're gonna take a little break. Let's get my break. Got healed up. I was great. So finally, you weren't playing for the first game against Washington, mm -hmm. but you looked at tape this week. Obviously, challenges mm -hmm. of dealing with the Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin, another two other rookies that are that are having really, really good rookie seasons. Yeah. So. We we basically just play off the team and you know we game plan and we scheme just like they do. Uh, we're not really necessarily worried about receivers or quarterbacks. We worried about the defense and how we play and how we gonna fly around. But I can tell you, I think everybody has the same mentality as we came out every other game. We gonna win this game and can't nobody stand in our way. So that's how we gonna play it. We gonna keep playing the same way, flying around heads on fire. Now it was a while yeah. since you guys had a win, right? Yeah. Was the mood? That much different in practice this week? Just did was there a whole different feeling coming off that victory that, that maybe you've had in, in past weeks when you're trying to recover off a loss? Yeah, I feel like um a lot of uh, a lot of guys on our team has a short memory. Um so when we take our losses, yeah, to. when we take those losses, we kinda we go knock them out in the meeting room, but once they're over, we're over, we're on to the next game and we're ready to win. So just like this week, we got our win. Um we looked at it in the meeting room, uh in the locker room we had our fun. Now we're on to the next week. So I think everybody more locked in. Been thinking about last week's win. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck trying to get to the road, my man. Thank I you. appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Appreciate you. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, have a good one. And now let's turn our attention to DeAndre Baker, the Giants' first-round pick this season. Their third first-round pick right at the end of the first round. They traded up to get him. He's been starting at cornerback for most of the season. He struggled a bit earlier in the year, but is starting to figure things out. I started by asking him about what it's been like and, and how the group has performed with so many young cornerbacks on the field at the same time with himself, Sam Beal, and Corey Ballantyne. You know, we got older guys in the room, you know, Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, you know, Antoine Bethea, those guys. Then we got young guys like me, myself, uh, Bill, Corey, and uh, Jay Love. We complement each other, you know, they, older guys teach us things and ways to better our game, improve, so, you know, we just go out and practice, compete, compete, and that's how we do on the field on Sunday. Does it help, too, that you guys are experiencing and learning these things almost for the first time together so you can kind of compare notes and learn from each other's mistakes and successes? Oh, yeah, it plays a big role because it's things that uh, they might see that I ain't see or stuff like that, so it plays a big role. How about you individually? Where do you think you've improved or grown the most since the start of the season? I'd probably say just, you know, just being, 
just being more into like the uh like the film, just learning how to break down a film, you know, different ways to break down a film. Older guys taught me like different little cheats and ways to break down film, you know, watch tendencies of offense. So stuff like that, I bet on myself overall. Yeah, it's funny. I think we've seen that the last couple of weeks too. That against yeah. Miami, there was a slant you came down on time to perfectly knocked it away. A couple yeah. other in-breaking routes you're playing off, but it seemed like you knew what was coming, and that allowed you to break on that route very quickly to break up some of those passes. Something, something like that, you know. You know, uh, just focusing on my technique and things like that, and also with the film study. So it, it all come together and make make some plays on the ball. What are you most comfortable doing right now? Do you like the press? Do you like off man? Is it zone? What's your biggest comfort zone at, at the current time? I mean, I'm a press corner, but like you know, I don't grew over. I don't grew over time, and like I can play off. I can play wherever they want me to play at. So it don't really matter right now. What's some of the? I know you talked about some of the hints with the film study and stuff, but what are some of the other things that the vets have talked to you about this year, either in terms of technique, preparation, whatever? That's helped make you a better cornerback. Well, it's just the preparation of things. You know, they just tell me always be prepared, and it's it's not how long you prepare. You got to prepare the right way. So when you watch film, you can't just watch it for six hours and think you prepared. You got to really have something that you're really looking at. Do you focus on? scheme do you focus on tendencies for individual wide receivers when you look at the tape what are some of the specific things you try to take a look at uh i just break it down uh, day by day every day i do something different so some days i might do scheme some days i might do this receiver who i know i'll be facing so every day is something different in terms of the defense as a whole do you see the arrow pointing up in terms of how you've played these last couple of weeks as a secondary together as a unit, and just where do you think this group is heading as you get more experience on the field together? I know we're getting better every game. I, you know, I see it. I think everybody else see it. So we just want to keep going up, keep getting better and better. You know, just see where it take us. As you play more and more, does that make some of the communication stuff pre-snap a lot easier? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, the more we play together, the more experience we get. Just better the chemistry is. What's your focus right now as an individual? Where are you trying to really improve your game and kind of take that next step? Uh, just focus on making plays on the ball and you know, uh, communicating on the field so everybody can be on one page. That's the biggest thing so far. Now, this is going to be the second time you're facing a repeat opponent. You faced the Redskins a long time ago. Mm -hmm. How does that help you as a defensive back seeing a team for a second time? Uh, you know you know who you're facing. You know who you're going against. You played them before, so you know what, uh, what things got different guys like to do, so be kind of familiar they'll kind of put a few different things in there to uh, go against what we do but still the same guys they have a couple of rookie a rookie quarterback in Dwayne Haskins yeah. and Terry McLaurin as well and their mm -hmm. other wide receiver also uh, a rookie uh, when you see these guys on film specifically Haskins and McLaurin what do you see that they do that is a challenge for you and your defense oh yeah they got a good connection you know I, th I feel like didn't they go to the same Ohio school State, yep. yeah so they got a good connection they know what routes is good, perfect timing. So, you know, we got to be kind of crisp in our coverage on them. DeAndre, good stuff, man. We appreciate the time. Thank you, man. That's DeAndre Baker. We thank him. We thank Sam Beal. We thank Corey Ballantyne for giving us the time this week. And we hope you enjoyed the most recent episode of the Giant Subtle Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. And if you're on the road and you're looking for something to listen to, the entire Giant Subtle Podcast archive can be found on all your favorite podcast platforms. Go find it, search for Giant Subtle Podcast, or if you want some easy links for how to find it on a favorite podcast platform, go to Giants.com slash podcast. Just click on Giants Huddle, and you can click on whatever service you want to find it in terms of podcasts. You can also, of course, find the Giants' other podcast offerings at that link as well. Again, it's Giants.com slash podcast, and you can also find 
the Giants Huddle, and all the other Giants podcasts on the Giants mobile app, Giants.com, and all your favorite podcast platforms. Enjoy your weekend, finish your last-minute holiday stuff, and enjoy time with the family. Have a great weekend. Enjoy.